folks, this is Abel James, and thanks so much for listening to the Fat Burning Man Show, where we talk about real food and real results. Today's guest of the show is with a best-selling app and cookbook author, a former professional gamer, and actually my kitchen co-pilot, Miss Allison Bridge. So she's going to be coming on in just a second. I wanted to make a few quick announcements before we have her on. The first is that we finally came out with an Android version of Caveman Feast, our best-selling app. So we're really excited about this. We've been working on it for months, and I know a lot of you folks have been asking for it. And we're stoked to say that in three markets right now, it's on the bestseller charts. On Google Play, it's top in health and fitness. It's top in cooking, I believe, on Amazon. And it's also top in food and drink on Apple. So if you haven't picked it up already, it's great for uh, the holidays. Plenty of desserts in there, but lots of fat-burning recipes as well. They're all 100% paleo from my buddy George Bryant, who was on last week uh, from Civilized Caveman. Uh, and it's called Caveman Feast. You can just Google it. It should come right up. Another quick announcement is that Allison's first app just came out and it's a bestseller on uh, the Apple Store, which we're really excited about. It's all gluten-free desserts and it's gotten great feedback so far. So thanks so much for your support and review so far. Uh, If you'd like some great treats for the holiday season, then you can pick it up on Apple. Right now, it's just on the uh, Apple App Store. We don't have it ready for Android or the other markets quite yet, but we really appreciate your support. So if you're interested in that, it's called Gluten-Free Desserts from Fat Burning Man. All right, so on to the show with Allison. We're going to be talking about how to survive the holidays without getting a Santa belly, eating around your food sensitivities, how to get fit by exercising just a few minutes a week, and tons more. All right, let's go get Allison. We're back with Miss Allison Bridge. How's it going, Allison? It's, I'm excellent. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> we got lots of friends coming over tonight. Right now it's uh, Thanksgiving Eve. And what are we going to be doing tonight? We're making, I haven't decided which treats yet, but definitely the raspberry shortbread thumbprints mm. and some sort of pie. You, you might have input on that. I'm, I'm pretty into that. <laughs> and also we have some coffee here. It's been a long week. Actually, I was just filming for two days with Jonathan Baylor to support his new book launch. Um, the calorie myth, which should be coming out right by January 1st. So check that out. And you were actually doing some oh, cooking demos for that too. That was so cool. fun. Yeah. We had a whole crew in this house and it felt especially, <laughs> it felt a lot smaller than normal. It they kept like, getting smaller too. It was like everyone kept <laughs> yeah. spreading out in our space. You'd be like climbing over people. Yeah. It was a blast. So I'm having a coffee. I don't usually do this. I advocate against it. It's past three o'clock, but you know what? I deserve it and it's the holidays. Yeah. That's what this is all about. I feel like it's the weekend. It's only Wednesday. I know. It's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So why don't we just, uh, I know that you were on the show before and a lot of people have heard that, but for those who aren't familiar with who you are and what you do, why don't you talk a little bit about your story? Okay. Yeah. So I, um, I come from a big family. I'm the youngest of seven. Um, I have five older brothers and we grew up playing video games. So it was sort of a natural transition for me to become a professional gamer. Cause I, I was, um, you know, kind of beat up on when I was little, but my brothers all in good fun for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when it came to video games, it was like even playing field, all of a sudden I could just outsmart them. And it didn't matter that you have bigger muscles and you're two years older. I can, make you, um, <laughs> cut you down, <laughs> cut you down. Exactly. So, um, I became a professional gamer and, uh, traveled around the country and parts of Canada competing in video games on a all female professional video game. 
And after a few years, I started noticing from all the like sitting on the couch and like、mm. pounding Cheetos and Pringles that my butt wasn't looking so hot and my stomach was a little not as attractive as I would like it to be.、Mm-hmm. And my skin was having a lot of issues. So I started paying a lot of attention to diet and exercise and trying different things. And I ended up actually running. It was like the cure that I thought everyone's like, you know, you, you need to work out more. So、mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to hit the treadmill. And so I bought a treadmill and then. I didn't、um, know you bought a treadmill. <laughs> yeah, did, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I moved away from that house and I was in an apartment and I started、um, running three times a day. So I would run for an hour on the treadmill at my apartment gym in the morning and I'd come home from work in, in the afternoon for lunch and I would. Run、um, for a half hour and eat really quick and go back to work. And then after work, I would come and run another hour. <laughs> yeah. And、um, my, my dad, when I went home to visit, it was,、um, it was his response really that sort of shook me into like understanding that something, something that I was doing is not right. I,、mm-hmm. I got off the airplane and he said, Allison! You're too skinny. <laughs> and it was this shock on his face. Yeah. And,、um, and it wasn't good. No.、Yeah. And he, he's always just like, You're my little princess. Everything you do is perfect. So, like, to hear him say that, I was like, Oh, I thought I was doing a good job, like,、yeah. like trying to get in shape.、Um, but it was just, it's too much. Yeah. And for people to say that you need to run that much or run a lot or, you know, you're fat because you don't move enough. Is, is, is wrong. Yeah. You can hurt your body in the opposite direction. And it's horrible for so many reasons. Psychologically, it's, it's taxing on your body. What you're doing is you're, it's eating itself.、Mm-hmm. It's very similar to、um, what happened to my body when I was running marathons. Usually, I, I know a lot of you are familiar with this story, but right now I'm like 170. That's really healthy for me. And I was down to 148, but had higher body fat than I do right now. And so basically, what happens when you run that much is that you're chewing up and eating all of your muscle, and you have so much cortisol, so much stress on your body that most people,、um, unless you're doing exactly right, it exactly right,、uh, most people wind up not in the best of health with a suppressed immune system. And、uh, you start to look emaciated. And like some of the pictures of you around then are. Are startling. I、yeah. mean, yeah, you look skinny, but you look sick. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a good skinny. <laughs> yeah. And so let's skip ahead to now.、Mm-hmm. How do you work out now? Now, if I really want to like get into awesome shape, like I feel like I'm in awesome shape, but I could、mm-hmm. do a lot better by like doing more, but I've, I've like been able to sustain and shape my body just by doing like. I work out probably once or twice a week, and sometimes it's only for a minute. Like, I'll just pick up the kettlebell and like <laughs> do some squats and <laughs> presses and like lift it up, and,、yeah. and that's it.、Um, and then I'll do sp- sprints、um, another day of the week.、Mm-hmm. And I also But not every week. I mean, you're not super strict about it. <laughs> I am not. And some w e e k yeah, I don't do anything at all except for, you know, I try to be active by taking the dog on a walk.、Mm-hmm. And I actually just started doing Qigong, which you sit in like these low poses. So it, they call it,、um, it's like it's your legs are out s- s- like this.、Yeah. And you squat down and you just you hold it there for like 30 seconds to a couple minutes、mm-hmm. and you do it for different stances. But that's actually, I found like 
I like it um, helps me push through that sort of like burning in your yeah. legs. It's just, it's a really good feeling. <laughs> I like it. And um, my butt's been, been getting tighter even. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, another cool thing is that Pedram Shojai was on the show not too long ago. He's he's become a good friend of mine. And we were actually out at Dr. Sarah Godfrey's house. And she was a past guest as well. We were filming for a new documentary and a, a sofa series for like a web TV thing. And it's kind of neat. You're actually learning Qigong from... Pedrum's yeah. book and his DVDs and all of that. He sent me the, his DVDs and his book, so I've been just like devour. I, I love it. It's so cool. I'm really enjoying so it. So we're all learning all the time. But so compare how you felt and how you looked when you were exercising three times a day for like an hour on a treadmill yeah. to now. Well, I I look way better now. My my skin um, is better. I was also eating weed at the time, so mm-hmm. I think that was also some of the impact in the... Um, different problems I was having with my skin and stomach and um, different things. But as far as just like purely physical, the way my body looked, I looked way too thin there. And I still felt like I had weight to lose, which Mm -hmm. is, I think a lot of people go through that. It's like kind of flabby. Your skin's like hanging off of you because you're eating all your muscle away and you look pale and kind of sickly and you look thin, even though you feel kind of fat. It's like this bizarre thing yeah it's like a weird thing that happens and it happened to me as well it's like your body loses its shape when you're eating yourself and you're that skinny it's like if you're a man you're just kind of like a straight line and if you're a woman you're kind of like a straight line yeah whereas what each uh sex or gender wants is you know the man wants to be that that nice triangular shape at the top and then straight at the bottom and with women they want that nice hourglass shape. Yeah. yeah and so you kind of yeah, you can get a, a a thin waist that way. But we were talking about this uh, yesterday when we were filming. You don't get that ratio, and that's the thing mm-hmm. that really makes you feel strong, makes you look attractive, gives yes. you confidence. And now that's something that you have, and it doesn't come from over exercising. It comes from exercising smart. Yeah, exactly. And um, the the way to exercise, the the smart way to exercise for me, and I think for most people, is short bursts training so sprints and and lifting heavy weights Mm -hmm. and I remember when I was in high school the weight training came up for whatever reason and I got like afraid of weight training because I you know you just see like (laughs) I don't know why our minds jump to like but like super tan bodybuilder women on tv but that's immediately I was like I don't want to be that so I'm not gonna lift weights (laughs) (laughs) and so I I never lifted weights Mm because it's sort of this like I don't know. I don't think anyone t- tells you to be afraid of lifting weights. I don't know how that where happened. that came from. Yeah, but it's weights bizarre. are awesome. Yeah, they're amazing. You, the the bang for your buck is yeah. like you you can do in in minutes or even seconds what takes hours or never occurs by doing other types of exercise because you're not really doing much of anything. You're not challenging your body to get to that minimum effective dose where you get that adaptation effect where you uh, either grow muscle, restore muscle, or uh, like you were saying before, tone muscle. Yeah, and I love the feeling of um, when I'm working out with weights, like when I start to see and feel muscle in my body and see mm-hmm. the like different shapes it gives me. Oh, it's it's the best. It's way better than being, you know, skinny and not having muscle. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's yeah. talk about what we're doing tonight. Let's talk about some of the lifestyle stuff because mm-hmm. I think this really is important for people to understand that it, it's not about 
thinking that you should make stuff sometimes and like learn how to cook and doing it occasionally. It's like literally every single night I eat dinner cold because Allison is in there <laughs> taking pictures of it and we have to get the lighting exactly right. And it's really neat because this is something that, that you and I have, have started to live every single day. And I think it's totally cool. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So every night we, we make dinner of some sorts and sometimes when I'm feel, when I feel tired, you jump in there and He's like Allison cooks the vast majority of the time. Yeah, and I like taking my time to some degree. Like mm -hmm. I'll, I like recipes that are an hour long because it's like this process, this like meditative experience for me, where I'm mm -hmm. in the kitchen and preparing, and I, I just love it. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also like tons of recipes that you can do really quickly if you don't have an hour to to cook in the in the evening. Mm -hmm. And, and you, you like get in there and you're like five minutes. I don't know how you do it. You're like, bam, 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 delicious. <laughs> Where did, I didn't even know we had those ingredients. <laughs> I'm like a short order line cook. That's the way. Actually, so it's really interesting. My dad cooked his way through college. He paid his way through college at, uh, at UNH in New Hampshire growing up. And I think it took him five plus years to do it. But he um, literally became a, a cook. And use that to finance his whole education. And he's continued to love cooking. And I know that, you know, his love of cooking really kind of came into my own mm -hmm. life without me knowing it when I was really young and he was plucking parsnips from the backyard. Dad, you're probably listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and, and whipped them up in butter and, uh, took fresh zucchini and squash in the backyard. And he, he always cooked in five minutes. That was his mm -hmm. thing. And he could make, anything so it was like if we didn't have ketchup or something he'd be like don't worry I'm on this and he would make ketchup in five minutes and I think I learned to appreciate that and seeing that that was possible as an example yeah. made me just have that confidence to go into the kitchen and do whatever and you know it doesn't always come out great but usually it since it's a process and there are principles that you can follow say you have uh, a green smoothie that tastes boring then you can add stuff to it. You mm -hmm. can add like little stevia to it, maybe a little bit of fruit, maybe some dates, cacao nibs, vanilla, whatever. And you can make it more interesting. Same thing with eggs. As long as you're not using flavors that are totally competing against each other, yeah. you're going to be just fine usually. But so I don't do much baking, but you do. And there's a big difference between, you know, like throwing a bunch of stuff in your scrambled eggs or making, you know, like liver and onions and actually making a cake, especially without gluten. Mm. So... You went from not really being a cook much at all to cooking some stuff, but it usually had gluten in it to being a masterful cook without gluten. And just for those of you who don't really know, um, <laughs> from a health perspective, we get into this in way more detail on other shows, but gluten is pretty gnarly. We suggest that most people avoid it. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's the thing that binds uh, most baked goods together. It's, it's the glue that holds it together. So when you take that mm -hmm. out and you don't include it, it's really difficult to do those like culinary baking acrobatics. Yeah. So how do you do it? Um, well, a lot of things you don't really, I find you don't need it in things like um, cookies and brownies necessarily. Oh. So like I can just use almond flour, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of coconut flour and um, the egg seems to be enough to hold it together. Um, for things like a latest crust on top of an apple pie, <laughs> that, that's like... I was um, on top of a bacon apple pie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with bourbon over it. 
pie. Okay, just wondering. I didn't, I didn't do the latest crust on the bacon bourbon pie, but you <laughs> only because I wanted to make it paleo for. Yeah. And it's hard to make a latest crust paleo, mm-hmm. which is why um, a little bit of tapioca or um, arrowroot powder uh, flour, you can put that in there and it gives it that stickiness. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found that... For me, I like brown rice flour some. I know if you're like strictly paleo, then brown rice flour is just like the devil. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, it's uh, I found that you can replace it one-to-one for white flour, no problem in, in recipes. So, it's a little like grainier. You can feel it on your mouth. Yeah. But it does work. Like it mm-hmm. actually, like the recipe still works, right. which is cool. Yeah. 